Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for the Century Tournament of Champions. And joining me to break it all down, it's Greg Ducharme. Aloha, Greg. Aloha. Rick, how you doing? <laughs> Are you staying awake with this? Uh, with, with these new hours? This is late for you. Yeah, it's 7 o'clock. I'm usually in bed by now. Yeah, it's- post-dinner, right? <laughs> You're usually winding down, and now here we are. Uh, we're talking a little golf. Talking a little golf, even later for you. I mean, this is uh, this is the closest we get to a year ago when we were doing Presidents Cup stuff, and we it was like I don't even remember what time we were recording, but they were obviously in Australia, and it was it was wacky and wild. This is the 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 latest we've gotten since then. Yeah, and uh, I mean, for the most part, this is about as late as we get. But I always enjoyed this, right? You see me down here, and the everybody else in the family is asleep already. So I'm I'm now downstairs, and that's why you get the the various backgrounds. And this is also proof, Rick, that you and I are not in the same room. Uh, that is correct. That is correct. We are not in the same room. Uh, Greg, did you know that you can now listen to the first cut on your smart speakers? Did you know that? I do it all the time. Every every time I'm not on, I'm listening to you guys on on my smart speakers. Well, here's what you can do. If you want to be like Greg and listen on your smart speakers, just say, Alexa, play the latest episode of the First Cut Golf Podcast or, hey, Google, play the latest episode of the First Cut Golf Podcast. I had to turn off my Google before this episode so that it would not be playing right now. A little, beh- little, uh, little behind the curtains action of the First I gotta Cut t- I got to tell you one thing about the smart speakers. Um, so uh, my sister, is, her name's Alexa. Um, which is always a great. She's gonna name. hate this. So She's gonna hate this. Well, yeah. yeah. Now all of a sudden these things come along, and now people <laughs> ask, "Hey, Alexa, what's the weather?" Right, and everybody asks me these questions, <laughs> uh, which is uh, quite funny. So we don't name our speakers Alexa. We there's a way you can change the name. So I, I'm. Uh, it, it helps me in a situation like this where I can keep saying Alexa, and it do, it doesn't do anything. Got it. Very slick of you. Very tech savvy. Uh, let's talk a little golf. We've got two golfers atop the leaderboard after 54 holes in Maui. On Maui, I think is the official way to say it. On Maui. Uh, Harris English was our 36-hole leader, Greg. And uh, I sat here last night with Coach, and we were kind of looking at the outlooks for Harris English uh, through 36 holes. And this would you know was the fifth time that he had led or co-led through 54 and we were kind of wondering if he could keep it going uh, uh yeah he could keep it going greg a 66 on saturday to go along with his 65 and 67 in the first two rounds a pure bogey free seven under par uh harris english not going away here no he looks really um i mean look he always looks calm so this is the thing with some of these players on tour dustin johnson's the first guy that comes to mind when whenever you're even keeled it look it can look like you don't care if it's not going well and you're so cool and calm under pressure which so so you got to take that with a grain of salt this is he always looks this way and when it's going well it looks like oh well he really handles pressure well but 
um, his golf swing looks great right now. And they're just with the exception of 18, um, which, you know, maybe, maybe it was past your bedtime and you missed it. And all that you saw was Harris English swinging great. And he just keeps going. So I, I was glad he was able to make uh five on 18 there. Cause I mean, six just, it feels like a double let's, and he's playing way too well to, um, to not be co-leading right now. Let's talk about that because the card is blemish free. He did not make a single bogey on Saturday, but he's sitting in the fairway on number 18. He is 271 yards out and he hits the worst shot probably that he's hit all week long. He yanks it left into the fescue. He has a great spotter down there who found his ball uh, immediately and he's able to get a club on it. But I mean, it, it does feel like a big difference to, I, I mean, making par on 18 is already losing strokes to the field to make bogey there and, and not sleep on the 54. I just, it just feels like a big turning point for him, but he's able to roll in a putt from eight feet, seven inches, Greg, to kind of just sustain the momentum. Right. And it, I mean, it, I'm sure that that putt had his interest for a little bit because it looked like it was going to miss on the low side. So, um, very, very fortunate to get that to go. And I do, th I think that's important for momentum. Now, one shot. I mean, we saw Xander Shoffley come back on Gary Woodland from six back, uh, uh, just two years ago. So, one shot on this golf course is not the end of the world. But um, but for momentum purposes, it it really is. And I, I think there's a an element here where you expect to be somewhere. And if you're playing the way Harris English is playing right now, which is it, it is phenomenal golf, just from a scoring perspective, um, he just he, he just continues to chip away at birdie every single hole. It seems like he's given himself a great birdie opportunity, which is great. Um, but when you when you play around like he did today and you've played three rounds like he has this week and you're not leading it, it can feel like, like, what else can I do? And so I think at this point now he feels confident, like he, he has a real shot tomorrow. The round of the day, a 64 by Ryan Palmer, who goes out in 33 and you're like, okay, that's, you know, that's, that's what guys are doing. They're going out in 33, 34, uh, comes in, in a flurry, Greg, a 31 on his inward nine to shoot that 64. This is now going to be the sixth time he's held a 54 hole lead or co-lead. He's converted twice. This is another guy. And we talked about him a lot on Monday, Greg, it, it, you know, I don't know how you describe Ryan Palmer. He's he's a veteran. He's another guy who's kind of unfazed. You heard him in his in his post round interview with a potential rules infraction that that he did not get dinged for uh, for fantasy purposes. He's solid. He's consistent. But here we go to start twenty twenty one trying to capture a title. And, and that uh, that thirty one, by the way, on the the par thirty seven side. So six under on nine holes, he made pars at 10, 11 and 17, as you can see there. So it was quite impressive. Um, he's another guy just like Harris English, really smooth tempo in that golf swing. Um, and, and last year, Ryan Palmer put himself in position a lot. He, he contended a lot, especially early in the year at the Sony open. Um, mm -hmm. that, that, I mean, he was, he really, had a great chance of winning at the Sony open until he hit a, I think it was a five wood out of a bunker that hit a, um, that, that hit a tower and was mm -hmm. never to be seen again. Uh, at least that, that we know of. So that was unfortunate. And when you start to put yourself in position time and time again, you hear he's two of six in his career. That's about a third. That's right on average. That's about average for closers. When you're on the lead on Sunday, about a third of the time, 
you're going to finish it off. So this is a great opportunity for Ryan Palmer. Um, he clearly has what it takes to get the job done. The only concern is was a was was that second nine his hot streak. You get the feeling that um, if if tomorrow is anything like today was the the player who gets hot late is going to be the guy with the best chance to win. So it, did he burn out today? Was this his best stuff today? And tomorrow is going to be a little bit of a downtick. Um, or, or can he keep the foot on the gas? And sometimes that can be a challenge. Then the other thing I worry about B would be, um, would be the, the kind of name brands that are, are around him. There's a lot of guys that are very, very used to winning, um, right near him on the leaderboard. I'm glad you brought up the Sony open incident for Ryan Palmer from last year. Cause we're almost at the one year anniversary of that. That'll be, that'll be next week. So he is sitting and remember this was a very un Hawaii like conditions. It was wet. It was nasty all week long. The winning score was 11 under and Palmer is in the fairway bunker on 18. And if I remember correctly, Greg, he like, didn't, Something just I, I don't know if, if if someone just made birdie in front of him or made bogey and he didn't really know where he stood. So he pulls five wood out of this really so, like it was he was trying to hit a hero shot, is what he was trying to do. I think in hindsight he didn't have to. Um he hits it literally out of out of the stadium, hits on top of the on yeah. top of the of the set there, and, and they don't find it, I think, right? And he ends up making right, it was lost. Yeah, he ends up making bogey on a very easy closing par five at Wiley and, and finishes finishes two shots out of the playoff. And I mean, that's like a, a close call for him. He was in, I think, the final group at Tour. I mean, he's had close calls in 2020. He's got another close one here. I'll be interested to see if his fate is any different this time. Yeah. Again, I just go back to the was was the the nine under round today. Something about the way this tournament has played out so far tells me that it's going. Somebody's going to do play around like that tomorrow. Who's going to get the job done? And I, I'm just not sure that he's going to do that twice in a row. Now, there's a. It's a very common line. It's hard to follow up a, a great round with another one. Yet we saw Jim Herman shoot 61, 63 last year, right? We, I mean, we saw a number of players do just that and play great weekend rounds time and time again so it's very very possible um but but he has a lot of competition tomorrow speaking of back-to-back -back good rounds colin morikawa follows up his friday 65 with a saturday 65 another eight under round what what i think is hilarious when we get into scoring like this and and you know it's all in context but you just look at the leaderboard on, on pga tour.com greg the guy shoots back-to-back -back 65s and today he lost a spot on the leaderboard right. from second right. to third, which is, which is absolutely crazy. But this is the Colin Morikawa that we didn't necessarily see as much at the end of 2020. He had those three and a half weeks to kind of get right. He's, he's striping the ball all over the place. Actually, last time I checked, yep. Okay. Still is leading the field. In strokes gained tee to green by a pretty wide margin. He's second, uh, I'm sorry, third in strokes gained approach. I mean, he's he's doing what we expect Colin Morikawa to do. Yeah, I mean, you saw him hit the flag. I mean, he nearly jarred it on, uh, on the, the par three there. I, and I, excuse me, I forget what hole that was, but he nearly jarred it. And by the way, today, I, I think there were at least, I saw uh, firsthand at least three players hit flag sticks out yep. there and if i missed one i apologize but colin morikawa was one of them i mean when you have no wind the players on the pga tour hit their target and that's exactly what colin morikawa did um but the thing that's making the difference for him this week the reason he's in the position he is 
is the the putting numbers, right? I mean, he was sixth today in strokes game putting. He gained 1.4. Round one, he was 39th. Uh, he, he lost over two and a half strokes. So it's gotten better every single day. And when Colin Morikawa putts to zero, as he likes to say, he has a great chance of winning. Right now, he's lost for the week through uh, cumulatively through three rounds. He's lost a, uh, just over half a shot, 0.555. So I'm looking for Colin Morikawa. If he can improve that gain tomorrow on the greens, uh, he's going to be a, a front runner. That's the key. Putt to zero. He's a hair under zero right now. He's a negative putter at the moment, and he's one, one shot back. Right. That's insane. To put that into perspective, I mean, uh, let's see. Let's look at the leaderboard here. Palmer has gained two strokes putting, and Harris English has gained over five through three right. rounds. So right. pretty crazy stuff. Um Looking ahead, we've got one round to go. Harris English is your favorite to win this event. He's two uh, plus 225, so 2.25 to 1 on your money. Right behind him is Colin Morikawa at 2.5 to 1. Ryan Palmer, who is your co-leader, 3 to 1. And then, Greg, there's that group. We can talk about that group. And then there's the next group. So let's start with these three, the English Morikawa Palmer. They're the three shortest odds. They're the, the guys that are within either, either tied for the lead or one shot back. I'm not sure if there's a ton of value in these numbers, but it's something speaking to you a little bit. So first things first, when, when you look at a group like this, I, I mean, I had thought that, um, that Harris English would reach when he was around the seventh hole or so I thought, okay, he, he's probably going to reach 20. And he'll probably have a couple shot lead, you know, maybe a two, maybe, maybe a three shot lead. So I'm always trying to figure out how many players are still in the mix because that has a big effect on, on the odds. But when all of a sudden the round ends and you have three players at 20 under or better, I got to figure one of those three Palmer English or Morikawa is going to shoot five under. Mm -hmm. So let's say, let's say it's not Palmer, not English and Morikawa shoots five under. Now there's a, a bar set at 25. So how many players can get to 25 under par um, that are that are beneath them? And there's not as many as I thought. For a while, this tournament looked like, well, this anybody. I mean, it, it looked like there were 30 of 42 players who could win tomorrow for a time. But I do think with Palmer and English stretching and Morikawa stretching the way that they did, I think it limits guys that are inside the top 10. I, I, I think Sergio Garcia at 14 basically has no chance of reaching 25 under, right? Any of the 14 unders, John, that includes John Rahm, I, J Dustin Johnson. They have a long way to go to win this tournament. And I don't, I don't think they're going to go shoot 62 like Victor Hovland. Uh, I'm sorry, like uh, Xander Shoffley did. Excuse uh, me. So that being said, I think that in increases the chances of these three players winning. I, I like I like their chances this week, uh, tomorrow. Uh, I, I agree. I think the winner comes out of this group. Uh, if I'm if I'm gonna bet one, I think it's Morikawa, who yeah. I, I just mentioned. He's he's been the ball striking maven. He's the guy who's losing strokes putting. Um, then the, because we, I like your example, Greg. One of them gets to twenty five, almost certainly. You know, four under or five right. under, and even then that would make Daniel Berger have to shoot seven under, which is sixty six. Right. Mean, I guess he has it, but that just gets him into a playoff. Right. Right. Well, there's there's just there's fewer players who can do that. I mean, Daniel Berger could go shoot 66. He's in. He's in it. Uh, JT and Sung JM, not just because of the numbers and they they sit at 17 under, 
and they they could go shoot 65 right they they have that in their game and they've shot that already so far this week so it's very doable but when you start needing needing a 64 right you you need a nine under round basically uh the round of the tournament on sunday it limits the chances of that and how many who's going to shoot 63 I, i don't think there's very many players who have that chance so i i think you have to be um really at 16 or better to have a chance and and even if you if you are at 16 you got to go crazy tomorrow possible but i i think i think you're uh Rick, I would say I don't know if it comes out of the top three. I like Morikawa, but it's definitely out of the guys um, with it with a T five or better next to their name. Yeah, I'll tell you, I I I I think it's one of those top three. But if I was trying to get really really freaky and I wanted a a, a long shot, Sung J M is twenty five to one. He if he shoots like a sixty five something. I mean he's he's going 67, 68, 67. He hasn't had a super low round compared to the rest of the scoring. He's fourth in T to green. He's losing strokes putting. That would be the guy. I'm not thrilled about it. He's 25 to one. So it obviously indicates that he's not going to do it very often. But if I if I had to go out of the top three, it would be Sungjae. Yeah, I would agree. Because JT, you're I mean you're paying for that for that name. And he gets a little erratic off the uh, JT has a chance. Um, but he's not my favorite. I'm not jumping all over it. So I, I agree with you, Rick. I'd go Sungjae uh, or or I'd go Morikawa and the, and the guys in the top five. I love it. Well, uh, about this time tomorrow, we'll be back and we'll let you know who's going to win. It's going to be really easy to know who the winner is this time tomorrow, Greg. Uh, we'll know for sure. Yeah, I, I think we'll get it right tomorrow night. <laughs> we'll definitely get it right tomorrow night. That right there, that's Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the Real GFD. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.